Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today news is breaking out all over Washington. Some of it related to original reporting that we have done here at Just the News. So let's start with that. But before I do that, let me tease who's coming ahead because we've got a great guest today, the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, on the front lines of cancel culture, on the front lines of the border uh, wars with uh, the Biden administration on the front lines in a battle with Twitter and Facebook and big tech censorship. He's here. We're going to talk about all those things, and it couldn't be more timely. Why? Because today, Twitter, upset by uh, Attorney General Paxton's investigation from Texas of possible monopolistic censorship behavior, sued uh, Ken Paxton. They sued the attorney general. So we're going to get his reaction right here on the show. Plus talk about all the things that are going on, the borders, elections, uh, election fraud, uh, election laws, Mark Zuckerberg and his money in the election. We're going to cover all that. Uh, we can't wait to have the attorney general here. We're so lucky for him to make himself available on this show again. All right, before we do that, let's get through some of the headlines today. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of news going on. Let's start Breaking just a little bit ago, Merrick Garland, Joe Biden's nominee to be attorney general. He was formally confirmed today by the Senate. He'll be taking over the Justice Department as AG within the next 24 hours. Why is that important? Because there are two or three investigations that we have been talking about on this show regularly. One of them being the John Durham investigation into FBI misconduct in the FBI collusion probe. Uh, Merrick Garland will now be in charge of that investigation. He'll also be in charge as the top law enforcement officer in the land on the uh, Hunter Biden laptop investigation, the tax issue and other things, financial dealings that Hunter Biden had overseas in China, in Russia, in Ukraine. That also will report up to Joe Biden's nominee. So we're going to be watching closely. Uh, Merrick Garland is a former judge. He's well-respected. He, he got 70 votes on his confirmation. Uh, that's a Pretty bipartisan vote, but the buck will stop with him on two of the most watched investigations right now, and we're going to see what happens with those. We'll be watching that on a daily basis, and I think that's really important. Now, just before that, a little bit before that, the uh, Senate also doing some work today. It passed the COVID-19 stimulus uh, bill, $1.9 trillion more dollars, your dollars, tax dollars, spent 
uh, in the name of COVID relief. But as we've been pointing out on this show, and as you've been reading through the good work of our reporters, um, like uh, Nick Ballacy and Daniel Payne, there's a lot in the COVID-19 bill that has nothing to do with COVID-19. It has to do with expanding liberal entitlements, liberal backed entitlements, um, and uh, uh, black farmers, historically black farmers, uh, uh, there are just things in here that have nothing to do with COVID relief. They're a wish list for the Democrats who are now in charge of Washington. They get to do this. But the questions that will follow from this package in the weeks and months ahead will be, did this really help in the COVID relief or did it not? And two, does it, as some people like Larry Summers, the former Clinton Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, the current Treasury Secretary, may it contribute to inflationary pressures that send the economy into a tailspin. There's a lot of concern amongst uh, seasoned, skilled uh, economists that there is something afoot here that could be problematic. We won't know, and we ought to give the president and the Democrats the benefit of the doubt until we see what happens. But that inflationary pressure, it's already showing up at the gas pumps. If you go to gas today, I paid 65 cents more today than I did at Christmas for a gallon of gas. 65 cents. That's a big chunk. And I think everywhere in the country, people are seeing that dynamic of inflationary pressures, certainly on the gas pumps. And the question is, does that increase in prices go elsewhere to services, to food, to other things? We won't know for a little while, but there are a lot of people watching it and putting more money, more debt uh, uh, to, uh, in the name of COVID relief for things that aren't COVID, that's going to become an issue. We've heard about that from Tom Massey here on the show. We've heard about it from other lawmakers. Very, very important issues that we're trying to address. All right, now in a couple of minutes, we're going to get to Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of Texas, a man who is on the front lines of cancel culture, big tech censorship, immigration crisis at the border, all of those issues. We're going to get uh, election uh, law and election fraud and election financing uh, mark zuckerberg 350 million we're going to get to all of that in a few minutes with the great uh state of texas and its attorney general ken paxton but before we do that uh let's get to one more story because overnight there was a big development triggered by the original reporting of just the news if you've been reading us my byline specifically you'll know that we've been working really hard uh, to look at the nomination of deb holland the congresswoman from New Mexico, who's been named the Interior Secretary. She's uh, going to be, a his if she becomes the Interior Secretary, it would be a historic uh, appointment. Why is that? She'd be the first Native American to ever serve in a cabinet position. That's something we're celebrating. It's like another glass ceiling. We're not trying to take that away from anyone. That's important. But she's going to run a department with billions of dollars of oil and gas royalties, with uh, the largest collection uh, a half more than a half billion acres of um, public lands, or the largest uh, holder of public lands in the world. Um, and there are lots of numbers, lots of math, lots of tricky things. There's 17,000 employees at the Interior Department, billions in leases and uh, billions in the budget, and, of course, a uh, half billion acres of public land, National Park Service, BLM, uh, you got to be good at math, right? You got to be trusted on your math because a lot of what the Interior Department does involves math and money, your dollars, your tax dollars. And she has had a devil of a time trying to get her income 
figures correct for Congress. Remember, every congressperson, like her, has to file a financial disclosure report. Then when you become a nominee for a cabinet secretary, you're going to do your own ethics report to the OGE, the Office of Government Ethics. And as we've reported on the show time and again, she has given four separate accounts, four different totals for how much money she made in 2018. The last year she was in the private sector. It's either 46000 30000 4000 or $2,250, $2,250, which, by the way, those last two numbers put her way below the economic poverty line, which raises the question, how did you travel the state of New Mexico and the country raising money and um, uh, 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 campaigning for Congress when you said you only lived on as little as $2,250? That seems suspicious, at least to some of the Republicans that have been vetting her nomination. But four separate changes, two amendments, and now we learned late uh, Friday as a result of my reporting that there was a uh, belated tax filing. She didn't file an IRS tax filing in 2018, but then when she was running or uh, vetting to be nominated for Interior Secretary last December, she suddenly belatedly filed it. She never got an extension. She just did it. And uh, those sort of issues are starting to catch the attention of Congress and what we're learning about now is that there are two senators uh, who are putting what they call a hold on her debate. What is it on her nomination, Deb Holland's nomination? What does that mean? Well, it means it will delay her confirmation and it will lead to further debate and maybe some illumination on some of the issues that Holland was working on. Um, so Steve Daines of Montana, been a critic from the beginning. He announced yesterday he'll be forcing a debate. Uh, he's worried about her record uh, on public lands, on oil and gas explanation. That's a big moment. That hold will slow things down. And uh, now, Cynthia Loomis, brand new senator, first-time senator, same thing. She's um, uh, also from Wyoming and, or is from Wyoming, the same state that the ranking Republican on the committee, John Barrasso, is. Two Republican senators putting a hold, um, uh, forcing the, the uh, debate. Uh, this will slow things down. It may focus attention on some of the things that have been going on behind the scenes that senators have not been willing to acknowledge publicly until just the news put it out there. All right. Now, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, the one and only Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of Texas. Um, but first, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Remember, if you love our show, if you love just the news, and you want to do something. How can I support what you and your reporters, John Solomon, are doing at Just the News? Well, you can support the guys you're about to hear from. Their services, their products are A-class, top of the line, and they support the show. If you support them, you're in turn supporting us. So let's go to those commercial breaks. Remember, support our great advertisers and sponsors. It really helps. We'll be right back after the commercial break with Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of Texas. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, somebody who's in the headlines today, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is joining us. General Paxton, glad to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, you've been one of the leading voices, particularly in the States, in taking on the cancel culture, the censorship that's going on. And today, one of those uh, companies that you've been uh, focusing on, Twitter, sued you, claiming that what you're doing is retaliation for Donald Trump being kicked off Twitter. How do you respond to that? Well, it's pretty ludicrous for them to say that. We were in, we, we were doing an investigation of not just Twitter, but several companies that were involved in the whole deplatforming of Parler. It's much broader than the president. This is about fundamental rights in America. Now they're claiming that we're, we're pursuing them, just asking questions about their policies, practices, why they did this, how they talked to other companies, why they were, if they were all working together, and trying to understand, you know, just get to the bottom of it so we understand from the standpoint of our consumers whether our consumers are being treated fairly under state law they decided they wanted to sue us in California of all places, oddly <laughs> enough. And they don't want, they, I guess they don't want to follow uh, Texas law, but the unfortunate part for them is that they operate in Texas. We have 28 million plus people in Texas and they can't just run to another state to avoid our state laws, to hide information that we're asking for that's perfectly reasonable for us to know. But that is unfortunately the, the model that Twitter thinks they can pursue and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, they're clearly, you have their attention now for sure. Where you are in your investigation, what have you, you know, can you tell us without violating any secrecy, what you've seen so far in the patterns and conduct of Twitter that makes you concerned that they violated uh, state law? So our, our initial concern, we haven't gotten our information back. We They have a, each of these companies has a certain period of time to respond. Uh, we haven't gotten it all back yet. We're waiting on that. So I don't have a lot of information to add other than just our initial concern that they have colluded with other companies potentially to deplatform Americans that they don't agree with their speech. And we're not talking about, you know, speech that's obnoxious. We're talking about speech that's just different, uh, different viewpoint uh, from the, what these companies hold. And so we end up having uh, consumers treated differently than, than advertised. And since these companies often hold a monopoly, especially when you deplatform competitors, you end up creating uh, no competition and you deplatform and eliminate competition so that consumers, if they're getting pushed off of one platform, they can go to another, but then competition is taken out. There's something wrong with that. And, and that's our concern. Yeah, that, and, and you you have focused on monopolistic behavior for years in Texas. I mean, Texas has been one of the leading states and always pursuing that, whether the federal government's on top of the ball or not. When you look back now, we, we've got Twitter, obviously, uh, in, a, in, a, uh, in the spotlight now. You see what Mark Zuckerberg did in the election, where you know some of the profits he gained over the years from Facebook. He reinvests in the election, going around the Federal Election Commission and putting uh, $350 million in money directly to election officials in the field. Not, not candidates, not PACs, not political 527 groups, but actually to the people who count the votes and referee the votes. Are you concerned and are, is Texas looking at any of that behavior? Is that concern you that, you know, someone with that much money could make payments directly to election officials who decide elections? Yeah, I'm extremely concerned about that. It, it, it could dramatically impact our elections. We know that there was a, a massive number of mail-in ballots this year. Those are hard to monitor and they're hard to verify, even if you have signature verification, which many of these states eliminated illegally. And so even in Texas, I have concerns that there could have been, you know, there could have been a large number of votes that were 
that were uh, fraudulent. And so we're certainly in the process of, of looking at the, some of those, and we're going to continue to pursue election integrity because there's really nothing more important to our democracy and is confidence in the election system because if people don't have that, then they're not going to vote because there's no reason for them to vote. Now, you saw, in the, unlike some other states which woke up after the election, before the election in 2020, you saw several efforts to try to weaken the state laws or to go around the state laws. And you went to court time and time again, and you, you won and kept Texas rules and laws the way that the Texas legislature wanted them. As you look back, even in that system, you're saying there is some evidence you're looking at now that there might have been fraudulent vote activities going on, even in this Texas, which has pretty tough rules. Yeah, and we really—you're right. We we saw it. We saw it coming at us, and we fought hard to keep protect our state laws, the, the laws that were passed by the elected representatives, and that local judges uh, were trying to change, and local election officials would just arbitrarily, unilaterally change on their own. And we had to we had to go to court. I think we had 12 different cases related to these important election provisions, of which we won every single one of them. Had we not, I'm pretty convinced. We would have been similar to Georgia or Arizona or some of these other states that ended up having uh, election issues and counting for you know days on end. But we still have our challenges here, and they're still going to be pushing here, just like they did in those those other states that were battleground states. They want Texas because they know if they get Texas, you know, it's pretty much a, yeah, a game over. Is over. Yeah, the comp- yeah, co- competition is over. We have a one party rule. And I've never been a fan of one-party rule because one-party rule leads to corruption because there's no accountability. So uh, it's very concerning to me, and we will not stop looking at this and trying to figure out if we've, we've got other issues to deal with in Texas. Yeah, that's going to be important to keep an eye on. We'll be watching that here at Just the News. Uh, one, uh, you're you're a very important border state, and obviously that we've seen a massive uh, increase in, in illegal migration since uh, Joe Biden took over. What's going on in your state? How concerned are you? And also, what legal powers might you have to try to fight back against the federal government on some of the policy changes that have been made? Yeah, so we've sued the federal government. Right. Uh, we sued Joe Biden uh, very quickly, third day in office, because right. we felt like he had violated uh, federal law by not enforcing immigration law and, you know, essentially inviting the world across the border and they wouldn't be deported. That's not that's not federal law. He was violating federal law. He's supposed to enforce federal law. He cannot change it. And so we've got an injunction stopping him from doing that. But certainly they're doing a lot of other things to encourage people to come here. And the, the, the consequences are coming. And we can see it coming. It means more COVID for my state, more COVID for America. It means more human trafficking for my state. It means more human trafficking for the, for, for my, for the country. It means more drug, drug trafficking for my state and for the, for the country. And it's going to mean more crime. And that's sad, but true. And I wish we had a president that we had before that would stand up and protect our borders, protect the American people from the very things I just talked about. But unfortunately, we don't. Um, the, uh, not too long ago, Mark Morgan, the former head of CPB, was on the show, and he said, I think we're approaching a point now where you may see states begin to pass immigration laws to take uh, to fill in the gap where the federal government has uh, refused to, uh, to enforce those laws. Could you imagine or do you see a movement in Texas where state laws might be passed now to deal with someone? So if a catch-and-release immigrant is released by um, the federal government, if you if your local law enforcement arrested them, there could be state charges. Is there any discussion in the in the AG community, the legislature, to to maybe start to create state based immigration laws? Yeah, so you know we've done our best. We we do a lot of funding here of border security, but there's only according to the U.S. Supreme Court, which ruled when Justice Kennedy was there on a very close decision. Right. Uh, 
Arizona v. U.S., where they said that this was a purview of federal government, and the states can't make their own laws So about immigration. So the problem with that is when the, when the federal government creates law and then they push the states out of doing their part in doing any of their own immigration laws, and then they abdicate that responsibility, to me, that seems like a pretty good argument for saying the states should have the opportunity to step back in if the federal government just creates a law and that's in for the, almost for the purpose of stopping us from doing our own immigration control if they're not going to do it. So I hope that some states will do that. I don't see a lot of movement in our legislature right now on that. Um, they've been, I think, slowed down some by the whole COVID experience, but sure. I think that is something that states should consider because I think the federal government clearly doesn't care much about immigration and border security and, and the prevention of uh, people coming here that are going to be committing criminal acts. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and so much of this is pushed down on the state that local and state government end up incurring all the costs of these federal decisions. And um, it's it's fascinating to watch that dynamic. Last question, because I know you're busy and you got to run off to another meeting. When you look at the education system and some of the concern that the same sort of biases you're talking about in the uh, social media space are creeping into big education, colleges, campuses, even down at the local uh, grade school level, are there any legal things that you're doing now, anything that the attorney general's office is doing to examine the role of educators in, in educators and possibly trying to commit politics rather than learning in the classroom? So we don't have a lot of policy ability here. We, we defend state law. We defend our, our, our school finance laws. We defend our legislature when they do pass laws. Because we've had lots of efforts here to have the courts uh, basically control the schools, and we've right. taken that back. We have a lot more control in our legislature. I certainly would, if I had an opportunity, and I did when I was in the House and Senate, I encouraged, you know, choice, uh, school choice for parents to make decisions about where their kids were going to go and and let the money follow the parents and the kids as opposed to right. uh, the government telling everybody where they can go. And I, I certainly support public schools, but I like the competition. I like public schools, private schools, home schools. I like different options, and like in my family, we, we did all three, and it depended on the kid and the year, and I think parents are best at assessing that as opposed to the government. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I think, a growing number of people in all uh, walks of life are subscribed to that. Well, John Paxton, I want to thank you so much for all you do and for also taking the time to I know how busy a day it is, but uh, our listeners are really grateful for the time that we got with you today. Hey, thanks for doing this, show and thanks for having me on. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. All 
All right, folks, that's going to wrap things up for the day. Let's keep an eye on the Deb Holland nomination. I'm working on some other things. Also, here's a tease for tomorrow. Go to the Justin News site in the morning, and I think you will find an important story about Cuomo-like issues, Andrew Cuomo-like issues in the COVID policies of the state of Michigan under Governor Gretchen Whitmer. We uh, are going to tell you the story of one of her top aides who got a secret settlement, a cash settlement, after he was overseeing the COVID-19 response in the state of Michigan, after he told the legislature there that Gretchen Whitmer's administration was underreporting uh, COVID deaths in nursing homes, a la just like New York and Andrew Cuomo. And tomorrow, you're going to find out what he did while he was negotiating that settlement after uh, uh, the news had hit the fan that Michigan might have a nursing home problem, a COVID-19 death problem. We're going to tell you what he did, and you're going to be shocked where he went to work and who he was advising for a period of time. This nursing home COVID-19 issue is getting larger. It isn't just Andrew Comer. It isn't just Gretchen Whitmer. It's going to keep expanding because there are several Democratic-run states that made bad, fateful decisions as it relates to seven COVID patients to nursing homes. And we're just getting to the bottom of it. Just the News is working hard on this. There are legislatures working hard on this. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. So just check the site. Now, before you go, I always like to shout out one of our great advertisers and sponsors. And, and this one really resonates with me because... If you know anything about the coverage we've done at Just the News about the solar winds hack, you know just how aggressive and skilled and devious and effective cybercrime and cyber criminals have become. And if they can hack into the government's most sensitive computers undetected for nine or more months, as we now are being told happened with the solar winds hack, they can do havoc with your own personal finances, your own personal privacy act information, and uh, right up to your home, right? Because as we know, this cybercrime's up 75%. It is something that gets you worried when you think that with your home title now online in most areas in America, meaning it isn't sitting in a paper file, it's accessible on the wide world web, it's available. You know, if a, if a cyber thief comes along and finds your home title, and then finds your signature and forges it and gets a quit claim deed, they're going to be put in a position to have the leverage to sell your home without your uh, blessing, without your approval, with your equity that you may have put in it, both sweat equity and cash equity. That scares the living heck out of me. And you know what? Insurance isn't going to solve that. There's no insurance for this. The only way to solve it is to prevent it. And that's why my friends at Home Title Lock, well, they're there to detect this before it can happen to you. They're there when they, uh, and give you the first alert when someone, maybe a cyber criminal, a bad actor, is tampering with your home title. They shut it down. That's what you pay them for. It is money well spent. You think about the equity, particularly as house prices are going up right now, the sweat equity, all you love about your home. It's your casa, your domain, your kingdom, your castle. Um, you don't want some cyber criminal stealing that from underneath you or putting you jammed up where you spend weeks or months trying to prove you really are the rightful owner of your home. Well, guess what? That's why we do HomeTitleLock.com. You go there now 
and you uh, register your address and you can see first off if you've been a victim already and then you use the code radio r-a-d-i-o radio to receive 30 free days of protection gets you started you can learn more you can get a comfort level with it doesn't cost you anything in the first 30 days they're doing that because you're a just the news subscriber a just the news fan club member and we want you to benefit that so here's how you do check this out no no obligation get 30 days find out what's going on find out if your house has already been targeted by cyber criminals how do you do that you go to hometitlelock.com and use the code radio r-a-d-i-o that's what you do as a just news fan and you'll get the best treatment there is 30-day free trial run and you'll learn almost instantly whether your home address has already been targeted by the bad guys. Hey, if it can happen to solar winds, if it can happen to the United States government, it can happen to you. Don't take that risk. I'm not. You shouldn't either. So go today to hometitlelock.com. Use the radio code, R-A-D-I-O, radio code. Put that in the in the box and you'll, you'll get a great offer and you'll get some peace of mind that you need. All right, folks, that wraps it up for the day. I'm so grateful that you listened. I hope you enjoyed the interview with uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton. Important news there, immigration, education, um, elections, and, of course, censorship, big tech, uh, monopolistic behavior. Twitter v. Texas is basically going on now because there's now a lawsuit where Twitter has sued Ken Paxton. How about that? You heard all about it here. You got his first reaction to it and so much more. We'll be back tomorrow with more news more scoops, more insights. That's what we try to give you. We give you the information. You make up your mind. We're not here to indoctrinate you, just to inform you. We're going to give you no news, not noise. And uh, that's why I'm so grateful you're listening to us. And I'll always try to earn your trust every day, as does the whole team here at Just the News. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more from John Solomon Reports and Just the News. Until then, have a blessed evening. Enjoy your family. Have a great dinner together with your loved ones. And may God bless you and may God bless his country as he always has the great country that is the United States of America. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports at justthenews.com. Justthenews.com.